Welcome back to yet another episode of Marketing, Management, and Money. I am your host, Ryan Murray. And I am your host, Ryan Owens. So today we are going to talk about the topic of succession planning. And if you've not really heard this term, or maybe you've heard it, but you're not super familiar with it, uh, you're probably like the vast majority of entrepreneurs because this is not common vernacular. So we're going to take just a second and kind of explain what we're going to be talking about. And then I'm going to share a little bit of a personal story of how I first got introduced to uh, the lovely term of succession planning. So in brief, uh, succession planning is trying to figure out how to exit your business successfully. And that can be, uh, you know, selling your business. Uh, that can be uh, passing it on to, you know, the next generation, be that, you know, through, uh, you know, nepotism, like to a son or a daughter or some sort of relative. Uh, you know, it can be passing it on to employees, uh, investors, you know, wh- whatever the case may be. And we'll kind of get into that as we get into this episode. But I want to, I want to kind of kick it off with uh, with a little bit of a uh, anecdotal story of something that happened to me. So uh, this is when I uh, had just uh, finished up with my MBA program, and I was uh, uh, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. You were you were trying to figure out how you were going to exit that crepe stand business. <laughs> yeah, pass it on to your pass it on progenitors. Yeah, yeah, that that one I uh, <laughs> air quotes here liquidated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's funny. Um, liquidated. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I had just finished up with my MBA. I uh, got an MBA in entrepreneurship. And, uh, you know, you've probably heard on the show before where I always say people ask, they're like, why did you get an MBA in entrepreneurship? Like, can't you just start a business? Like, <laughs> yes. I had to go to school first. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I had to take the long boat. I mean, I'm, come an, on. I'm an American. How <laughs> dare you? We go to school for unnecessary amounts of debt. I mean, degrees. <laughs> So yes, I did get an MBA in entrepreneurship, <laughs> and when I, uh, you know, when I finished, um, so I had already started doing some business consulting prior to uh, finishing with my MBA, and uh, there was a job opportunity in Louisiana. Ooh, yeah, and so I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I could do Louisiana, sure, that's great. I knew nothing about Louisiana, never had been there before. Yeah, and so. Anyway, I, uh, I, I put together my application, put together my resume, sent it off to them, and they reached out to me. And they're like, uh, we'd like to interview you. I'm like, oh, sweet. Right. And they said, as part of the interview, uh, we'd like you to uh, put together uh, a pitch on succession planning. And like a good, uh, fresh out of college grad that I was, who honestly knew nothing about the real world, I said, sounds great. Yeah, easy. I got it done. Yeah, I, I got this. Hung up the phone, uh, went to my friend Google to try and figure out what in the world succession planning was. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I ended up doing a, uh, doing a pitch on something I knew nothing about. And I didn't get the job, but I did get a second interview. Nice. So, so I don't blame it on my pitch. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't end up getting that job. But, uh, but in any case, so. Uh, Was the second interview a face-to-face interview? No, it wasn't. So oh, okay. may, maybe it was the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> huh, this guy doesn't. 
Like I'm reading along with say, Wikipedia right <laughs> right. Talking. I was going to say, because if they would have seen your dashing good looks, then there would have been at least another interview, right? Uh, dashing good the, looks. There's a reason the, you and I do a podcast. The, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't gotten to YouTube yet for a reason. <laughs> You've lost your hair and I'm losing mine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, gosh. So... Succession planning. How am I going to pass this podcast on to the next wonderful person? <laughs> right. <laughs> but re really, this is a, a very important um, topic in small business. And one of the things that I always like to ask is, when should you start thinking about succession planning? And the answer is, when you start your business. Most people start thinking about succession planning when they're ready to get out of their business. And honestly, if that's when you're starting to think about it, that's too late because yeah. there's a lot of prep that, you know, needs to go into this, a lot of thought that needs to go into this. And that's what I want to talk about in the show today is I want to go over what are the best practices of succession planning because the nice thing about it is if you do succession planning correctly, you have to build a successful business to do it. You have to have a healthy business yeah. to do it. No one wants to inherit your garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you're, you're touching on uh, several points that uh, I would want to bring up in, in my ignorance with <laughs> succession planning because I'm, unfortunately I haven't received my MBA in entrepreneurship, nor have I impromptu done a pitch on <laughs> – Oh, you, succession planning. You too can do a Google search. <laughs> well, so I'm assuming you've learned a, th a thing or two since, I, I since your, your fake yeah. pitch. Nice. I, I have helped people in this process. Cool. You know, Very cool. Develop it yeah. and pass their business on to whether it be someone buying their business or oh, inheriting nice. their business or Very cool. you know, whatever the case may be. See, and, and that's... I don't know. You're you're talking about this, and you're saying like if you're if you're not thinking about this until you're at the end of your business or at the end of your your time in your business, like you want to get out of it, then you're too late. And I'm like, man, people are only thinking about making their small business survive from today until tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. this is this is not something that's on the minds of the vast majority of, of entrepreneurs, but, right? But but really, this is begin with the end in mind yeah. type of thinking. You yeah. know, for those of you who are Stephen Covey fans and who, you know, you, you look at the seven habits of highly effective managers, people. people I whatever. mean, there are so many series on that Teenagers. Now. Right. Chickens. I don't know. <laughs> right. But it, it is that habit of begin with the end in mind. And that's what we're, we're talking about here is we're saying, what's the end of your business look like? Yeah. And are you going to succeed that onto someone and be proud of that and, you know, walk away yeah. with, you know, some, some nice money in your back pocket and also at the same time be proud of what you have built and what you have accomplished? Or are you going to take the more tragic path? of just trying to get out, mm -hmm. you know, being, creating your own prison cell and then having to escape from it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, and that happens oh, a lot. Oh yeah. Well, and, and, and I'm not, I'm by no means saying like, oh, we don't need to do this, this podcast episode because nobody's thinking about this. What I'm, what I'm saying is, is like, 
is I think that it's become so commonplace for entrepreneurs to not think about this. And and that's a problem. I think that it's extremely important to do this podcast episode Mm -hmm. because of that. Um, I love the approach uh, of beginning with the end in mind. Like, what are you going to get out of this thing? Why are you doing this? You know, Mm -hmm. you have to keep those things in the forefront of your mind. And when you frame it that way, I think it becomes a lot more uh, relevant and applicable to to entrepreneurs across the board. Like everybody wants, everybody's doing this for something. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Why are you doing, what do you want to get out of this? And, and this essentially succession planning is taking it a step further. It's, it's almost uh, materializing in a way what you want to get out of this instead of just being like, well, I want to, I want to have a successful business. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, put the, put this, put a pen paper and, and figure out, okay, yeah, I want to have fat stacks of cash then you can't just be surviving from one day to the next as an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's not like, you know, the first 20 years are rough, but the last five are, you know, fruitful. Yeah. It's like, no, No. there's a progression. There is a, there are milestones that you Uh have to be hitting. And if you're not, you better be adjusting because then there's definitely not going to be that last five years of glory, you know? Now, okay, before we get too far ahead, I want to talk about being honest with ourselves here for a second. Because mm-hmm. if you're not being honest with where your business is and where you want to take your business, then you're not going to accomplish anything. Yeah. As human beings, for whatever reason, we have to impress other people. Yeah. People we don't care about that we're never going to see again. Oh, yeah. We're going to lie to them yeah. so that yeah. you know we can impress them. Yeah. I'm like, why, why do we engage in this stupid behavior? Know. But we know. do, right? Yeah. And, and so I'm going to put it out there right now that you can't lie to – yourself. You can't lie to others if you want to be successful in succession planning. At the end of the day, what are you actually leaving behind? You know, are you leaving a legacy or are you leaving just a, a, a path of disaster? And I want to I want to cue in on an experience, and it's not my experience; it's actually your experience. Ooh. But it's really top of mind here. So okay. you recently went to a training. I did. And I remember when you came back from the training. So uh, th- th- this was a digital marketing training, if I recall correctly. Uh-huh. Correct. Okay. So yeah, you went to this digital marketing training. And I remember asking you, I'm like, hey, how was the training? Because I was kind of excited. You had spent the whole day you know, doing yeah. this training. And uh, you had made this comment that was really intriguing to me. You're like, well, I'm like sweating bullets right now. I have no <laughs> idea what you're going to say. I don't, I remember everything except for what I said. And I'm like, oh, what did man. I say? What did I, say? <laughs> I think there's an emoji for this. I'm sorry to whoever I said that to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, what you said. So the, the whoever per- you're about to offend on my behalf, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the presenter got up and I remember you saying, and oh, you're like, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. okay. You're yeah. like, I, I'm not sure that the presenter, like he, he was decent. He, he had some interesting ideas, but, and, and you made this point. You said it was interesting that he introduced himself as this serial entrepreneur who like had recently sold a business for a billion dollars or some ridiculous amount. Yeah, it was a couple billion dollars. Was it a couple billion dollars? Yeah. And now he was giving you know, seminars to what were there? 16 people in the class. Yeah. I, it, 
Yeah, there were a few more than that. I think there were upwards of maybe 30 at best, yes. but at least 60% of them were under 20 years old, 25 years old. So, so I mean, here you have this person who apparently succeeded their business for a couple billion dollars and to celebrate, they decided to find a small rural town to go talk to 30 yeah. random people about – and it wasn't even talking about necessarily how he was so successful in business. It was just kind of a little digital marketing training. Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely not as – how do I say this gently? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't. Yeah, touche. <laughs> I I didn't get out of it what I was hoping to get out of it. Yeah. I, I there's this I mean obviously the, you've you've stated it well like there's this big chasm between the way it was presented, who this guy was, his successes, his his uh pedigree if you will was pretty impressive, right? Mm -hmm. On paper it sounds really nice and yeah, then you, you traveled a couple hours to go to this. Yeah. And you, and I showed up and was like, "I why am I sitting in front of a college professor right now <laughs> who hasn't been in business for the last 20 years teaching about how to run a business?" I I that's the way it felt. It was very lackluster and dated in some ways. I don't know. Right. And, and so when I look at succession planning and I say, you've got to be real, you've got to be honest, I have no idea if this dude sold his business yeah. for a couple billion dollars or not. Maybe he was just trying to be like, this is the next phase of his life and he's trying to give back and, you know, Maybe, and we're just being really harsh critics over yeah. here, ignorant, Freaking. harsh critics. Yeah. Maybe, but it didn't, it didn't match up, right? Exactly. That's the point, right? Yeah. There's this chasm between what how it was pitched and what the product was. Overpromised, underdelivered. Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't a bad training. I remember you saying you're like, yeah, the training was okay. Yeah, you there know? were there were some good things that I got out of it that uh was like it, as I was sitting there, you know, learning, it was like, oh, oh yeah, I definitely need to be doing that. Mm -hmm. There were these little reminders of really key things in marketing and digital marketing in specific that I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's going to fix this problem. Mm -hmm. That's what I need to be doing. Yeah. I just hadn't thought, you know, it was, it was and, good in that way. And, and, and so this is the point that I really am trying to make is if you're going to start, if you want to hand the baton on to someone else, whether that be someone, you know, a group of people or someone that you've never met before that you're just like, look, if the price is right, it's yours, right? Yeah. If you're wanting to hand the baton off, don't inflate what's really going on because anyone who is you know, is, is worth their salt, they're going to see right through it. If you're selling it oh, to... thanks for the compliment. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> if, if you're selling it to the employees... I, I just, I need them. I just take them wherever I want. <laughs> yeah. Whether, wherever, they were, whether they were given to you exactly, or not. <laughs> exactly. I just take them. I make them up. I, I, I just... Take them. Oh, uh, I, I, I just picture you know like walking into a party and complimenting someone else that they look nice and you just saying thank you yeah i do i do a lot 
I also cry a lot by myself at night. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Back on topic. Yeah. So if, if you are, you know, wanting to hand the business off to a, an employee or a group of employees, which is a common way and actually a really smart way, like this is something, if you're thinking about, you know, handing the business off, uh, employees should be pretty high on your list of people to reach out to and say, hey, do you have interest in it? Because they yeah. are already committed to the business. But here's the thing. They can see the inside of the business. They know what's working well. They know what's not working well. They have some of their own ideas of ways to improve it. And if you're there and, oh, I hate when this happens, you know, you've got a group of employees they're excited to take over the company and you got this owner and the owner starts trying to work them over and like work a deal. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, they can see what's going on. 100%. So why? And, and I see a lot of these where the deals fall through and the employees are now jaded because they're like, dude, that guy was kind of shady when yeah. it really came down to business. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. You know, and, and then if they're jaded, they might not stay with you. And if they do stay with you, maybe, maybe you don't want them to stay with you because now they're jaded. I mean, it's just, it's just a bad situation. So it's like, be honest, be, you know, transparent with what the business is, what the business isn't. Well, and and this thought has come up uh, a few times as we've been discussing this type of su succession planning. And, and the thought is that in your efforts to be honest with yourself, in your efforts to be transparent, it's incredibly helpful to get uh, third-party objective opinions, right? Right. Like, I know we're talking about being able to see the insides in the, you know, the soft, gushy underbelly of, of a business. But if you can get somebody you trust, that's a third party, uh, to come in and evaluate, um, maybe even you have somebody come in and, and actually do an evaluation mm -hmm. uh, of your business. Uh, but you have to, uh, you have to still allow them to see that soft underbelly. It's a really good way to get a look at your business from a really honest perspective. Yeah. Because if you're, thinking like, man, my business is worth a lot. And then you come in and have the evaluation done or not evaluation, the valuation, the valuation. Yeah. Thank you. Business valuation. Yeah. So you, they come in and have this business valuation done and they're like, yeah, your business is only worth $15,000. Mm -hmm. And in, in their, in the entrepreneur's mind, they're thinking, you know, upwards of, I don't know, 150, 200, 250,000 at least. Mm-hmm. And to get that hard dose of reality, that smack in the face of, Hey, you know, you're not being honest with yourself. And, and that's not even intentional, right? Right. It's just totally unintentional. You don't know what you don't know kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it doesn't hurt to get business valuations along the path. That doesn't mean that you that, have to sell yeah. a business. And that's not the only way to get that third party, but sure. But you know, and uh, okay. So there, there are a lot of pieces here and a, a couple of yeah. things that I want to talk about. 
uh, one of the things, and this triggered a thought, as you were mentioning, you know, when you get the business valuation and, you know, you were expecting it to be worth a lot more. Well, there's another side of the coin, and that is when your business is worth a lot more, you got to realize who actually has the resources to purchase that business. If you're a small business and you're trying to unload it for $100,000, $150,000, you know, there are a lot of people that can go get a loan for 150,000 bucks. Yeah. Especially a small business loan. Right? Yeah. And, and that's not, that's not a huge hurdle when you're trying to sell your business for 15 million or 2 billion as your friend did. Yeah. Two and a half billion. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to sell your business for 15 million, think about it. There aren't a lot of people who can today just swing right. fifteen you, million dollars, even on a small business loan. They're like, yeah. "Oh, I'll put my house up for credit. I'm good." Yeah. Who, who do you know personally? Who can you name right now that could come up with that capital? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I can think of a few, but I don't know that I would want to sell my business. <laughs> well. And, and yeah, that's the thing is just because they have that capital that's, doesn't mean that they're interested in your business. Or you're interested in them carrying on your legacy, mm -hmm. you know? And so th there are a couple things that you got to think about here. One is how geographically locked is your business? Yeah. Does it have to operate exactly where it's located or does location have nothing to do with it? Can I be you know, a thousand miles away and still purchase this business or do I have to live in the same town? Yeah. And, and so that's a big deal to be thinking about. Uh, another thing to consider is can you parse out the business? Yeah. Can you sell aspects of it? Do you have to sell all of it? You know? And it, and it's interesting. Um, you can, you can do that with some, pieces of business that, that, that people don't necessarily think you can oftentimes. Right. Like if you have a research and development division in your company, you can sell just that piece off mm -hmm. the research and development side of it. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of parties interested in, in acquiring that skill set, that talent, that experience. But now think about this. Do you really have assets to sell or is it human talent that may or may not be sure. happy to sure. be sold off to, you know, yeah. the competitor as it were? Uh, and, and, and so, you know, I see this happen a lot in service businesses, uh, you know, like maybe you have a successful accounting practice or law firm okay. or something like that. What exactly are you selling? Well, you're the one with all the talent. And so, yeah, there's a book of business, but is that book of business really going to transfer to whoever else? You know, think about people that uh, like massage therapists. Yeah. They can't transfer their book of business very well at all, you know? <laughs> Hey, I'm selling my business. There's this other random person that's going <laughs> to put their hands all over you. Right. Like if, if yeah. you have spent years or decades building up. Finding this, just the right person. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, yeah, here's this new person. And, and so, you know, what exactly are you selling? But yeah, if you can parse it out, that's one way to get around, you know, some of, uh, you know, some of those aspects. I uh, I see too many businesses that when they get ready to uh, succeed from their business, 
they feel like they don't have any options. And my eyes were open once when I was talking with a colleague who had taken a formal uh, succession planning training. Okay. And uh, I, I was kind of asking him about it. And I don't remember the exact number, but there was something like 17 different ways that you can, uh, you know, hand your business off to someone else. And I'm like, uh, I can think of three. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so there's something to be said that if you're stuck before just shutting the doors, you know, there are a lot of options Find someone who, you know, specializes in succession planning. You know, get on LinkedIn and and search for that and then have them do an evaluation and say, okay, what options are available to me? Because you're probably going to be surprised that there's a lot more options, things that you have never thought about uh, of ways to successfully hand off your business yeah. to someone else. And some of those might be immensely more appealing to you than just selling it to Joe Schmo because he has the money. So in, in this particular training, the way that they had laid it out, and again, uh, I was not the one who took the training, but what they did is they started with your uh, best option all the way down to your worst option. And so you literally just went in order and you're like, oh, can we take option one? Nope. Can we take option two? Uh, nope, you know, oh, we can do option five. Okay, I'll take option five. Yeah. You know, and, and so there is a hierarchy of what works best. And this goes back to that idea of, you know, like employees being a, a solid option. Like uh, if it were me, I would much rather sell my business to employees than I would necessarily want to hand it off to my children. Because Ooh. do my children want my business? Now, there are times where they do, but I'm going to treat them like an employee before I ever even give yeah. them that option. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, there's entitlement that you're dealing with. Oh, there's yeah. nepotism that you're dealing with. Uh, there's lack of, of, of interest that you're dealing with. This is the part of the episode <clears throat> that everybody was waiting for. <laughs> everybody and their dog is like, hey, stereotypical Passing on the business, where does it go? Titled kids. Yeah. And, and then it gets ruined. <laughs> you know, see, I have a personal, uh, a personal standard that I use in, uh, you know, for myself. Uh, my kids are too young right now, but. They didn't for, get the crepe stand? Yeah, <laughs> no, they didn't. But also for anyone that I consult with, you know, the standard that I say is I'm like, if you want to if you want to have your kids in management there, you have one of two options. Uh, the first option, which is preferred, uh, you kick them out of the business and they have to make it on their own for five years. Yeah. Doing anything. Five I, years. Five not, years. Not a year, not two years. Five, five years. years. Yeah. So for five years, they have to go work for other people and they have to prove that they are a good hire mm -hmm. in that five-year period of time. So that's yeah. option one if you want to bring a child into management in your company. Option two is you make that child work every single position in the company. Mm -hmm. Not, oh, I've been in this department for you know a couple of years. Now I'm ready. It's like you literally – they have to work every single position in that company. Now – if your company has a thousand employees, yeah, you know, yeah. but I'm, I'm talking the typical small business that is going to have, you know, anywhere from a, a half a dozen yeah. employees up to 
20, 30, 30 type yeah. employees, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you can have them work in every single spot, cleaning the bathrooms, yeah, taking out role, the garbage, right? you know, learning how to make a, a, a cold call for sales. Ooh, uh, yeah. Like all of the things that people are like, I don't want to do that. The accounting, yeah. the secretary work, the uh, dealing everything. With Angry customers on the phone. Product management, everything. Everything, you know. Uh, and so, and again, I'm going to spend about the same amount of time, about five years of, yeah. and it's like, okay, if you want to be in management, you know. But uh, getting back to the succession planning. So if I'm dealing with uh, an employee or a group of employees that uh, want to, uh, you know, want to take my business, here's a piece of advice. If you have an employee that you like, Approach them and say, hey, would you ever have any interest in owning this business? Yeah. And you can do that, you know, five years before you ever think about unloading anything. Now, this can backfire because I've seen some people are just like, this will be mine one day. Yeah. Like, um, no, because you became an arrogant prick and nobody likes you anymore. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but there's nothing wrong with asking, what is your interest level? Yeah. You know, and trying to figure nothing that out. Nothing promised. Nothing set in stone. Just, hey, think about this. Yeah. Or what are your thoughts on this, really? Yeah. So and so those are just some thoughts. Yeah. On... I feel like we could go through this whole list of, we could spend another hour going <laughs> through the different aspects of it. Uh, you could definitely do a Google search or, or whatever. <laughs> Find some BS way to present on succession planning to do your master's thesis. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but seriously, if you're looking into this, definitely don't be afraid to be honest with yourself and reach out for help if you need it. You know what I mean? Like you said, there are plenty of advisors and, and things like that. Qualified people on places like LinkedIn or you know, even even in your local community, you might you may find somebody at a a, a chamber luncheon or I don't know. Yeah, use your network for sure. Don't think that you have to do it on your own. And definitely, definitely, as I have learned as well, don't just wait till the last minute to do it. <laughs> Get till started you're, till you're ready to kick back and coast on your sleigh down your hill of gold coins. <laughs> Good planning takes years. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. We've really enjoyed this episode. We hope you have as well. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us at ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com and we will catch you on the next episode. Take care. Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search marketing management and money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.